Johnson, and uh, let's head out to the Bud Light guest line. All guests appear on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Brad Graham, he's the founder of SFNiners.com. He covers all things San Francisco 49ers. You can follow him on social media at Graham underscore SFN. What's going on, Brad? Brad? How you doing? Tiny and Goo, I'm doing great. I mean, the off season, you know, being in San Francisco 49ers territory, it's, it's never quiet. So, keeping me busy, that's for sure. Let, let me ask you this. Let's talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. I know Kyle Shanahan seemingly shut the door, but you got Joe Montana out there. You got yeah. Brian Baldinger saying, hey, uh, maybe Jimmy G was their best option. Has that door shut completely? You know, as we know, Kyle Shannon, you referenced it. He talked about it in the press conference that he doesn't see a scenario where Jimmy Garoppolo will return next season. And I kind of have to believe him because when you look at Jimmy Garoppolo's situation, he's not under contract, so he's free to sign elsewhere. I imagine he'll require a big-time payday from someone, maybe like Tennessee, where Rand Carson was just hired as a general manager. So I think all things considered, I you know, it makes sense sense to me why some people are talking about Jimmy Garoppolo returning. However, I don't think the 49ers will be willing to give him the contract that he will likely get elsewhere from other teams to be their starting quarterback. What if if they get bad news on Purdy? Well, we are waiting to see what's going on with Purdy, but as we know, they have Trey Lance. Trey Lance is going to be cleared 100% by OTAs. So, they at least have Trey Lance uh, in the holster and of course we are waiting to see that it's not going to be Tommy John which is the hope and it's just a repair and that's about a six month timetable for return but I would imagine that San Francisco 49ers would bring in a veteran quarterback even if those two things were to be the case with Brock Purdy having the repair and Trey Lance being healthy. Brad, I got like a million I want to fire off, a million questions, but I'm going to start here. Today, the Niners made uh, news. They got a new defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes. And, you know, a lot of people that don't follow the game and just say, what time did the Niners play? They don't know what goes into, you know, making a good defense. And I was a bit nervous when Sala left. Then uh, D'Amico Ryans comes in. The Niners defense is still stellar. Are you on the the side to where, hey, you got Bosa and Warner and, and, and Armstead, anybody can do it? Or how should Niner fan feel about, you know, Steve Wilkes taking over and the standard that Sala and Ryans have set? Yeah, 100%. First of all, losing D'Amico Ryans to the Texans is effectively a big loss for the 49ers because he's such a phenomenal coach. However... I don't, I, to kind of your point too, I don't think anyone can just come in. Even though the talent is there, you still have to be able to be a leader of men. And these are big, strong personalities. And you have to be able to command that respect and also continue to teach at this level. And I think Steve Wilkes is that kind of guy. I think this is a phenomenal hire by the San Francisco 49ers. He has a defensive back, uh, background. And so that's going to marry nice with uh, Chris Kosarek, who's going to be the defensive line coach. Uh, there were some kind of rumors back and forth that maybe he goes and joins D'Amico's, uh on the Texans, but it does sound like Chris is going to stick around. 
So you have Chris, who's going to be able to manage that defensive line, the wide nine scheme. And then you bring in Steve Wilkes, who has a ton of secondary experience. And uh, if you saw what he did in the uh, in the interim as interim head coach for the Carolina Panthers, he was fantastic. I mean, he led them to a 6-6 six and six record after it looked, uh, you know, as we know, the 49ers went to Carolina. And after the 49ers beat them down, Matt Rule was fired and Steve Wilkes took over. Um, Steve Wilkes has done a phenomenal job, in my opinion, with the Carolina Panthers. And I really, really think this is a good addition to the staff. And I think the 49ers defense won't skip a beat with Wilkes at the helm. Brad Graham joining us. He's the founder of SFNiners.com. He covers all things 49ers. I know you had Brandon... uh uh, Ayuk on your show recently, and he said a lot of stuff about the Eagles. I actually don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about uh, his relationship with with Kyle Shanahan. And you know, the Warriors have a situation with James Wiseman where you know a lot of fans want uh, Steve Kerr to, to get this guy playing time, and, and clearly Kerr wants to see something before he gives him playing time. It feels like Ayuk and Shanahan. Had a, had kind of a push pull like that, um, you know, early in his career. When when you look back at two three years ago with Ayuk and what was going on with Shanahan, what do you think was going on with Ayuk and Shanahan? Well, we actually talked about that uh, during our interview, and Brandon provided some pretty good insight into it. But effectively, what Brandon was talking about, I think it was also kind of a learning process for both sides. Uh, basically both have very strong personalities and I think, you know, as Brandon Ayuk was getting his footing in the league kind of understanding what the expectations were, as we know, the San Francisco 49ers, they're a run first team, right? And they require their wide receivers to block. I asked Brandon, I was like did you block, did you have this? Because now we look at Brandon as being a phenomenal blocker in the scheme. I asked him, like, were you a blocker before this? And he's like, I really never blocked until I got into the NFL. So I think a big part of it is just learning what the NFL game requires, understanding what the coaches are asking of you. And again, you're a wide receiver. You want to go out there, get catches, make plays, and help your team win. And sometimes it can be frustrating when you're not impacting the game through making catches and and moving the chains and doing things like that and scoring touchdowns. But Brandon Ayuk basically said, I figured out I can impact the game through blocking And I think we really saw that shift from Brandon, especially last year around the Chicago game, when he really started picking up that element of his game. And I think, too, there was a, you know, they they had to figure it out from a personality standpoint. And Brandon Ayuk had nothing but positive things to say about Kyle Shanahan, their relationship, and basically how there were some things to work on, but they figured it out. And and Brandon Ayuk said he's he's always going to have Kyle Shanahan's back. Brad, help me out because I, I want to go here with Bosa. I've told my partner and the listeners, he's Reggie White. He's Michael Strahan. I've given him all that love. But I do remember these three games in the playoffs. Seattle kind of had their, I won't say way in the first half, but they had a lead. Uh, Walker was running the ball. Dallas, they did some things. And Philly, you know, obviously we know what happened there. But what didn't happen was a Bosa sack. And I'm not blaming Bosa, Brad, but I want you to tell me what you thought of him individually. And does he need some more help on that D-line so they can be disruptive? Because I thought they were a bit pedestrian in all three of the playoff games. Yeah, no, that's definitely been a big talking point amongst 
49er fans. And I think one of the ways that I look at it, too, is I also have to give a little bit credit to some of the players on the other side of the pool. Mm. I mean, those guys get paid millions of dollars, too. And he happened to go up against some, you know, Seattle has two really strong, promising rookie tackles. You look at what the Dallas Cowboys have. They have a really strong, promising rookie tackle and a veteran on the other side. And then you go to the Eagles, and you have Malyada and Lane Johnson, who are arguably the best tackled tandem in the NFL. So he happened to go against some really strong defensive lines, and I think that played a part into it. But I do think, Goo, kind of like what you were talking about, yeah, I think, you know, he had some help. Samson Ebukam, Charles Amenehu, uh, you know, Drake Jackson wasn't really available in the playoffs, but he has got, he had guys, but I think there is an opportunity that if you can get more speed coming off the edge, and I, I think back to the 2019 year when it was D Ford and Nick Bosa, how much success they had. D Ford was able to come screaming off the edge, and Nick Bosa did a lot of cleaning up, and mm. they were able to really collapse the pocket that way and work in tandem. Um, I, I do think that's part of it. Uh, I don't think Nick Bosa really uh, took a huge step back in the playoffs. It just didn't result in the production that we came used to in the regular season. Give me a uh, Super Bowl prediction. Uh-oh. Ooh. I'm gonna have to go with my boy BA. I'm putting I'm putting all my money on the Chiefs. I got to now. I can't I can't pick the you know, I like I like the Eagles. I, it pains me to say that out loud, but I like the the way their roster's constructed. I think they've got the probably the best offensive line and defensive line in the NFL from a fully built standpoint. But uh after all this chirping, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go on Chiefs. I, I gotta go Chiefs on this. I'm with you. All right, get him off. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, around. <laughs> hey, uh, thank you so much, Brad. Really it. appreciate it, and uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me.